JM in the AM. It's a Wednesday morning broadcast. We're live here on a Wednesday. And the senior diplomatic correspondent for Israel Hayom, Ariel Kahana, is traveling in the United States. He's actually heading back to Israel today. He's only been here for a couple of days. And he's had a pretty interesting couple of days. On tw- Excuse me, on Twitter, if you want to follow him, it's at Arik3000, at A-R-I-K-3000. Again, he... Uh, is Senior Diplomatic Correspondent for Israel Hayom. Shalom, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Shalom, good morning to you and to your listeners. Appreciate that nice very much. quite close to you. Yeah, welcome to America. We're actually in the same state, which is pretty funny. Um, so, yeah. I, I know some, people, some people might find this hard to believe, especially those who don't travel to Israel on a regular basis. But there is a fascination in Israel, not just among Anglo-Jews, not just among North Americans. There's a fascination with the electoral process here in the United States. Would you agree with that? Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you when 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 I you know bring some stories or I talk about the elections you have here in America, uh, people are interested. Many people, more or less like as if it's Israeli politics. Not everyone, but uh, many Israelis, as you said, even non-American uh, regionally, who are very, very interested in, in the politics here. It, it tells you, I believe, how much the nations and the countries are uh, close. And, we and do feel the, as if the 51 states. Yeah. And it's funny because... Not that it's that complicated, but it does take some effort to understand how the primaries work, the timing, because obviously we're over a year before the next general election. The primaries, the timing, the caucuses, um, the, the Super Tuesday, like that, the conventions. I mean, there's a lot of different nuances, a lot of different things that go into the American electoral process, even Election Day itself. You know, that it's really states in, in, in particular uh, whose votes are counted as opposed to, uh, you know, the general public's votes that are being counted or that, you know, are the most important. So, uh, you know, just like for us here, it takes time for people to understand the system uh, of the Israeli election. It's got to take some time for the average Israeli just to understand how it works here. Am I right? Yes, and tell you the truth, I think most Israelis, and definitely took me many years to understand, but I believe most Israelis, including, including those who do follow the elections here, I think when it goes to the bottom to understand that the, the democratic systems of both, both countries are so, so different, I think that's a point that Americans who like Israel, or maybe dislike Israel as well, do not really understand. And, and and otherwise as well, I think uh, uh, Israelis. I mean, of course, you are a democracy. Israel is a democracy, but but the system is so deeply different. Right. I mean, just the, you you have the, the winner takes it all, which doesn't exist in in our system. Uh, to us, you know, it's um, it's it's. Uh, I mean, if if you if you voted and and or you got enough votes, so you are in the parliament. It's it's not two parties. Uh, we have no counties. It's so so different, but uh, but so, so that I'm not sure all Israelis really uh, understand how it's it's meaningful right. when when we speak about democracy. But and, uh, but again, people are following. In fact, it's funny because 
in Israel, whenever an effort's been made to duplicate one or more of the aspects of the American election, that's always proven to be a failure. Like when they went to direct elections or prime minister, which of course was a you know carbon copy of, of that part of our American system, it, it, it turned out to be a failure. It turned out to you know to discourage people from keeping that system. They went back to the old system. You're right. You're right. Um, but you know, I, I tell you, Nachum, because because that, that's an issue. I deal a lot with. If you try to compare which system is is more broken or, or better. I, th- I think it's a, it's a tough question because <laughs> to me and 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 yeah and and I'll I'll be very frank because to me for example I'll, I'll give you just a point that maybe you will be surprised but the fact that you are uh, uh, every ten years uh, remapping the counties right and therefore you actually might know let's say correct me if I'm wrong about eighty percent of the counties which will it going to be a Republican or a Democratic one right. To me, I must say it raised a lot, a lot of questions. Or I mean, I mean, if you know the results oh, from yeah. the beginning, of course. Yeah, so yeah, we, okay. Yeah, so we we, to, we mm-hmm. totally agree with you. I mean, it's part of the it's part of the old saying. You know, it's a horrible system, but it's the best one we got. Like you know, it's it's terrible, and it, and and, and and it obviously can lead to a lot of corruption and plenty of questions, as you said. Uh, but this is what we have here in the U.S. Ariel Kahana is with us, senior diplomatic correspondent for Israel Hayom. He's here now in the United States, staying until later today. So, um, one of the you know one of the aspects of our American electric, uh, electoral system or our American electorate uh, that always fascinates people in Israel uh, are the personalities. I mean, there's always a fan favorite. I mean, Trump obviously was you know off the charts. When it came to support in Israel, I know not everybody, and obviously those who supported him were much louder than those who didn't. I get the whole thing. Uh, but there's always some personality that uh, people take notice of. And as you know, there's now in the United States a personality who over the last 10 days or so, uh, over the last week actually, has all of a sudden uh, propelled himself uh, to, I wouldn't say the front of the pack, but certainly to the front of media attention. Most people couldn't pronounce his name or even had heard of him before last Last week's Wednesday night debate, and now all of a sudden he's a star. And when you told me that you had a uh, an interview that you sought him, you sought you you sought him out and actually uh, it, it, uh, and actually conducted an interview uh, with him, I said to myself, "Wow, uh, doesn't this, of course, uh, prove the old um, uh, theory that uh, just like we in America." Uh, you know, uh, all of a sudden are turned on by a certain candidate. It seems that people in Israel are as well. So tell us about the new fascination with the new personality who's burst onto the scene. And his name is Vivek Ramaswamy, which is really how to pronounce definitely <laughs> for me as an Israeli. Yeah. So, so as you said, Nahum, I I had uh, a privilege to interview him as I did with other candidates uh, before. Uh, I went to uh, Columbus, Ohio, on Monday uh, to his headquarters, and then we had about uh, thirty minutes interview. He's definitely a fascinating uh, person, um, very smart, very charismatic, very nice, I must say, um, uh, very very energetic. And, uh, and, you know, and, and I was questioning mainly about Israeli issues because that's my perspective and that's what is important for me. So, first of all, he wanted to fix the impression uh, about the question uh, or, or the attacks he got about whether or not 
to give Israel uh, security aid. So actually what he said, and in my opinion makes sense, is that first, and that's what he told me in the interview, first of all, as long as Israel will ask for a security aid from America, if he is the president, he will give it. Uh, and even more, he said, in case Israel will want even more assistance with him, it's okay, because Israel is a friend. And by the way, some of his uh, uh, business career he did with Israelis. He, he said he visited the country many times and gave me a few names. So he's definitely coming, uh, when it comes to Israel, he is coming from uh, a positive point of view. That was my impression. Yeah, you, you, can't, you, can't be, you can't become a billionaire in biotech uh, space without having something to do with Israel, right? Uh, yeah, probably probably that was his lesson. And, and also he was talking about the, uh, the armies that unite uh, people in Israel. I mean, I, I hope it's still true, but it used to be so for many years. And, uh, and, and that it brings a national uh, identity for, for many Oh, Ariel, 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 please, Ariel, please tell me it's true. Don't even, please don't suggest that that's not true anymore. I, I hope, I really hope. I, I really hope as well. You know, we are, uh, we are in some crisis now, some internal crisis. I hope we will overcome. But at the moment, uh, at the moment, uh, we are not in the best shape when it comes to, to the army and when, when it comes to unity. But, but I hope, I hope we, we will, uh, we will fix it in the future. Uh, we discussed it, Nahum, in previous uh, conversations yeah. we had. Yeah. Uh, I was much optimistic, as you remember. Yeah. Uh, we are not there yet, but hopefully we will. Ariel Kahana is with us, talking about his conversation with uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, who's, of course, running for president. I, I was wondering about his whole entree into this whole issue of aid to Israel. Uh, I know that he has to separate himself from the other candidates, so he probably felt it's a good idea to just, you know, across the board um, declare that, you know, America is going to think many, many times before giving aid anywhere, Israel being one of the examples. I mean, obviously, as you're about to tell us, because there was another revelation that he that you had learned during this conversation with him, uh, he, he's trying to play the part of the candidate that, uh, that, that really wants to stay a little bit more, that wants the United States states to stay a little bit more isolated and obviously with ukraine being you know in the headlines still it's a very very popular sentiment in this country in fact it's funny i'm surprised he even walked it back frankly i'm surprised he even you know tried to explain what he would or wouldn't do with aid to israel i thought he was better off you know remaining completely on the side of just you know stopping all aid but you know the the, pres- the pressure sometimes can be immense um, do you suspect, by the way, you said you've spoken to other candidates. Do you suspect that he went this route just to separate himself in terms of America being a little bit more isolated than taking a strong interest and in spending a lot of money in different parts of the world? I, I think, as you said, uh, he is a summalist, as you said, this word. Uh, I mean, I mean, America first, uh, the way he calls it, and, and others are calling it. Right. Uh, he just, when he talked about Israel, he just, he just didn't took into account how much critics he will get, and not only from the media, but also from uh, Republican voters and, of course, uh, the other candidates. But, but speaking about his, uh, his whole view about uh, America's place in the world, I must say, Nahum, he surprised me a lot by saying that he will not use military force against Iran. Um, and, and, and with your permission, I, I want to sure. be very accurate. Sure. 
so, so he repeated what he already said, I think, in, in the debate and, and in other uh, places about, uh, about ever, never not uh, letting Iran to hold a nuclear weapon. And of course, that's very positive. But then I was asking him, will he use a military force against Iran? Because history shows that the only way or the only time Iran stopped was when, it was, when Iran was afraid of the Bush administration during the Iraq war. So what he said about that, that actually, uh, uh, I'm quoting, it's not, it's not our war. I mean, it's not American, American war. And, 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 and let me read, if I can, uh, one or two sure. sentences. And Ravasmami is saying the following. I think it's really important that the U.S. not put our own men and women on the line in a war with Iran, when in fact there is no reason for us to be in that kind of war now. And, and another quote is, Israel needs to be a strong, in a strong position to defend itself, and the United States will be at Israel's back. But, Rabbi Swami is saying, I think that uh, that's a very, a very big difference, a very big difference from automatically sleepwalking ourselves into a war. Uh, I am an anti-war president. Uh, it's important to be strong, but in a way that it doesn't... Uh, Accidentally walk us into a war that we do not belong. Yeah. Um, end of quoting. Um, I think it's a very surprising statement uh, by any American leader, but definitely a Republican one. Uh, I think it's not. It, it's a bad message to the region, but because in the Middle East, if you don't use force, uh, people just you know uh, don't afraid of you, and and it, it, it's it's a big signal to Iran. You can do whatever you want because we, America, will not match with you. Uh, so actually, that's what Ramaswamy is saying. Uh, I mean, you live here. You can tell me well, how I mean, other the, candidates will, will react. The more important, well, look, he has obviously a large constituency that is very upset about the involvement in the Ukraine. And if America would have taken the position that he's taking uh, vis-a-vis Iran with Ukraine, uh, America would have saved a lot of money, <laughs> which which the United States could really use right now, especially with the migrant situation. But what, what, what's interesting, mm-hmm. the, to me, the more important part is that um, he did make it clear, if I read your assessment correctly, he did make it clear that if Israel acts militarily against Iran, he is 100% behind Israel. And and frankly, yes. as much as we might take that for granted from other Democratic and Republican you know, government officials, for someone to say it outright like that is, is, is somewhat of a comforting feeling. I get it that he's not sending the United States armed forces there, but at least he's letting Israel do what they have to do. And I don't know if Israel always felt that way. I don't know if they always felt that they had you know, carte blanche to do what was necessary against Iran. So that part of the uh, of, of his response to you was important to me. Uh, it's a fair point. It's yeah. a fair point. Uh, but, 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 from, but from the other hand, I do have to tell you or remind you, if I may, that Obama and Trump and Biden, uh, the three of them in one way or another, did threaten Iran to use American military, uh, military force. So to me, uh, so to me, this uh, statement by Ramaswamy is again surprising, and I guess that you know other candidates uh, like uh, Nikki Haley or DeSantis or the others uh, or others will attack him uh, about that once again. 
But uh, let's see. Let's see where it goes to. Yeah, well, again, it might be a winning issue for him only because there are so many people in the Republican Party who you know, voters who definitely agree with him. And if there's no other candidate taking a foreign policy stance like his, uh, it might be it might be a victory for him. I don't mean a victory in, in the election. I don't see him getting the nomination, but a victory in terms of uh, the issues. Um, Ariel Kahana is with us. So did you cover the Adams trip to Israel or that was not your assignment? Uh, please, please forgive me that I didn't. No, you, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not requiring you to. I'm just curious what people. It, it, it's not. It's not. It's not my stuff. Yeah, I'm just curious what people in Israel, you know, how they reacted. Especially yesterday when you contacted me, you expressed an interest in in seeing in the New York area, uh, seeing with your own eyes what's happening with this whole migrant situation. Uh, people sleeping in the street, people, you know, overwhelming certain neighborhoods, etc. I know you actually wanted to go and see this with your own eyes. Are they following this story in Israel? Is the fact that we have an open border now that's affecting, you know, uh, the majority? I don't want to, I don't know if this is accurate, but I'll put it this way. The majority of our 50 states, are, are they following that story in Israel? So it's not a big story in Israel when it comes to uh, internal issues in America. Uh, uh, Israelis are not following that strongly. But uh, talking about my experience, Nahum, I went, I went to the Roosevelt Hotel, what, what used to be what was there. I mean, you told me the address. I didn't find there any immigrants sleeping on the streets. I mean, there was nothing, at least in my eyes, nothing unusual. I mean, you know, uh, um, uh, people in the street in New York, you, you, have it, you have it always. So I didn't see any numbers or, or more than, than I saw in, in previous visits here in the city. So maybe it's in, in, in I, mean, I mean, I'm sure it's in, on other places. Well, yeah, you came You came the wrong week. If that, if that was the tourist attraction you wanted maybe. to see, you came the wrong week because they were overwhelmed in that area. It's one of the reasons probably why it's empty now because uh-huh. they made such an effort to get everybody out into these temporary shelters that are being built everywhere. Uh, and it's, you know, obviously, yeah. obviously angering a lot of people, as you can imagine, um, but, uh, look, the majority of New Yorkers are probably still for it, which is hard for certain people to believe, but, uh, that's the reality. Uh, they, you know, the political leaders don't have to act too strongly on this issue when they know they have the, you know, the majority of the electorate behind them. And, uh, if, if that vote actually took place today, I would assume that, um, that that sentiment would be reflected in the result. And that's again, hard to believe when you're a believer in strong borders, uh, in fact, I think he said it. I think when Ad- no, it wasn't Adams who was. Oh, and Ramaswamy. Ramaswamy said this in an interview. Yes. In an interview that I saw, that one of the things he admires about Israel is, the, is their border policy. <laughs> and I, Correct. And, yeah. and 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 he told me the same. He said the same thing. Yeah, I would imagine. And exactly. you know, and 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 what's yeah, yeah. and what's so great about Israel's border policy? It's normal. It's like it's it's the normal pattern of behavior for a country that's trying to secure its borders and allow people in, but allow them in with a system, allow allow them in with some rhyme and reason. You know, so <laughs> it was interesting. Mm-hmm. We, 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 I must say, I must say, we, we do have our issues with immigration and non-legal immigration, but nothing to compare with the numbers, uh, even relatively. Uh, yeah. What you have here, uh, I mean, uh, millions every year. I mean, 
No, not just we that. We need much, 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 much less. Not just that. I'm assuming Israeli security forces and intelligence forces, you know, make an effort to, to you know, see backgrounds of people and their associations, where they're coming from and who they've dealt with. I mean, here it seems like it's just open season. Anybody who walks into the country, no matter what their uh, background and affiliation is, uh, they're just allowed in and they're <laughs> and they're demanding and getting these work visas immediately and uh and we're watching our country go through this whole thing. Um, but what do I know, as they say? Um, so is this yeah. it? This will be your final trip abroad before Rosh Hashanah? Or they're, they're assigning you to Uman this year? What are they doing? <laughs> uh, they're not assigning me to Uman. They're assigning me to the Um. Uh, oh, they, are you coming they, in? You're coming in for yeah. the United, United Nations in September? There's, yeah, there's a lot of shame. The, the General Assembly, or at least Netanyahu's speech, is planned to be between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. So uh, I will probably come again. And if you want me, might uh, speak again. What are, what are you talking about? You got to come visit yeah. us. You got to come visit us. We're our, our new, our, <laughs> next next time we'll try face to face. Our our New York studio is only about a mile and a half from the UN. So you know, they, although frankly, to get a mile and a half around the UN at that time is going to take a few hours, probably. But, but if we could work it out, I would love yeah. to welcome you into the studio. I'll take this opportunity yeah, to wish right. you a happy, healthy, sweet New York. Tiva and it's always a pleasure having you on. And we really you. we really appreciate your perspective. Todaraba Ariel Kahana. Thank you very, very much, Nachum. Shanatova to you and your listeners. Thank you so much. Senior diplomatic correspondent for Israel Hayom. You can follow him on Twitter at Arik3000, A-R-I-K-3000. He is Ariel Kahana. And this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners' sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSingle.com, on the NachumSingle Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app.